welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's Garbage People and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. What's up, Erica? How's it going? I'm going to tell you the truth. I looked stunning today when I was uh, at work. Ooh, in in person? Yeah, we go in like once a month, and I had to film an, or I yeah, I had to tape an audition like first thing this morning. So I like had to do my makeup for said audition and my hair. And then I went in and like I had a cute outfit on and I was like, my goodness, I look stunning today. Uh, I would catch myself in the mirror and I'd be like, these fucking dorks. And I'd be walking around and like people, cause there's not a lot of people in the office, but there was a, a, quite a few today and they would like see me and they never see me before. And I could see in their eyes. They're like, who is that girl? She's so stunning. I'm so glad that we're back from COVID. Maybe I can finally make a love connection at work. Like, I think that that's how people were looking at me today. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm the opposite. And then I'm slowly turning into <laughs> like a bridge troll slowly <laughs> like i have three riddles for you like i'm i'm um you know like the yassify app where have you seen that the yassify bot where it turns you into like a beauty uh, I'm, I'm like i've seen it but i've never used it i'm, I'm the, the before <laughs> of every photo right now i i got mammed in a walmart parking lot oh by some no teenagers <laughs> i i bought some some things you know under the cart like in the bottom uh-huh. and they had fallen and so i was like pushing them and dragging them essentially jesus and these teenagers that looked like they were 12 but they mm-hmm. were probably you know 16 driving age independent they were like ma'am your cart uh, ma'am and i was like i uh thank you and then i was like i am probably double their age which is <laughs> They are, they are, I am in within ma'am range. They're not out of bounds. And no. I was like, I am the pre-image of every Yassify bot right now. Wow. If it makes you feel better, I had to go after work to tacos with my boss. And you know, I spilled some taco on my shirt. Girl. You hell yeah. Oh, I did. And that shirt was white. Oh, no. Oh, speaking of that, give me one second because I sprayed that OxyClean or whatever on my um, on my shirt and you're supposed to like let it sit for about 10 minutes depending on the severity of the stain. Mm-hmm. It's probably been sitting out for about 25 minutes. Let me go through that in the wash. <laughs> There's just a hole burned through the shirt. Now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was from fucking Sheehan, so that might be true. I'll be right back, Erica. I'm so sorry to walk away. If you'd like to do some ad copy or something or just sit in silence and uh, edit this out, you're welcome to do either one. I'm sure whatever you're going to do is going to be funny. I'll be right back. Did you do anything? No. <laughs> That's fair. The, uh, <laughs> the stain has turned like... It got has gone from like a reddish orange El Pastor juice color to highlighter. So that's that's okay, right? <laughs> yeah. I you're gonna have to order another two dollar shirt from Shein. <laughs> it's not worth the shipping. Nope. Oh, that shirt is so cute too. God, I fucking spill on everything. That would be why I'm trash this week if I hadn't already fucking talked about how I just I don't know how to eat. Stick that neck out and suck them titties in or what the hell my problem is, but I can't do it anymore. I 
I just got a haul in from Shein. I had been so good for like for going on three, almost four months. No Shein. Wow. And then I hit a real low. I hit a real low. (laughs) And I, it was, it was like the serotonin I needed at the moment. And then my haul came in yesterday and man, did my, you know, it was like, Ooh, look at all this stuff. And then instantly I was like, serotonin gone. Like, it's just, you know, the dope is gone. (laughs) You didn't like the stuff you got. I loved it. But then I was like, I want, I want more. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because when you go on Shein and you look in like the reviews, they, I, I think that they must like award points to people. Like the faster you review something, I don't know, but some people put the worst pictures of themselves, which is okay. like, they do, have a, they do have a point system for reviewing items. Uh, you <laughs> Like when you confirm delivery confirmation you get points when you you review items you get points which is discounts off you know future item hauls and things like that and gosh damn it some people put up photos and I want to thank them so much for their just their raw honesty Uh and it is Uh truly like some of the only images that you see of women that aren't you know media you know they're not photoshopped they're not trying to look their best <laughs> just some would argue they're trying to look their worst like look i get it my Shein haul sometimes comes in the middle of the day while i'm at work i got my shitty ponytail on I'm, i haven't showered in years like and i just throw that shit on like no bra also but i do not i do not snap that photo and put it in my review like and that's what I feel like happens. And and what's crazy too, and maybe I'm being a fucking asshole right now, so you'll have to stop me if I am. But like, they're also like, I love how it fits. It looks great. And I'm like, girl, not in that photo. Yes. Yes. It doesn't even, what? I mean, yeah, sometimes you could put something on your body and go, yeah, if I threw a bra on, this would look good. But like, my God. All bodies are beautiful. Yes. But Shein clothing is not. It's not beautiful. It is not made from. Shein is a fast fashion website that is like truly garbage. Like half of it, it probably ends up in a landfill. It is made probably with, I can't even think the the ethics and of, oh, yeah. of who makes it and how cheap it is. It. Uh, like I can't get it. I I know that I'm pure trash for supporting them, but they truly do make some plus size accommodations that you cannot find in other brands. And yep. I, I I just you know there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, and it just is what it is sometimes. But I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to put your face in the review. You can just show <laughs> us what this swimsuit looks like. And sometimes they'll put it like they'll put a leotard over the jean shorts that they're wearing currently. And I'm like, you do you, sister. You do you. <laughs> like, like you're looking in the background and you're like, there is lotion on your nightstand that you got in middle school from Bed Bath and Body Works. And also every piece of clothing you own is scrolling across your room. And you're taking this picture in a dusty ass standing mirror, just no regard. And I'm like, maybe I envy it. 
Maybe I envy it. I want to be that free. I want to be that free. And that's what comes along with being a public figure, Erica. You and I are public figures and we don't, we can't be that free because <laughs> those photos will come back. There's going to be a, like a, a murder solved because of a reflection in a Sheehan interview hall. Somebody is going to piece together something that was in a, in a photo from a Sheehan review. And it's going to be the missing piece of a review. And we are going to be on the front lines of it. And it's because of us. The, the Sheehan stalker. My God. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. We, we have to get into everything, but I also just want to say, by the way, like talking about serotonin, I, so I bought my wedding dress on Saturday, last Saturday. Um, if you're hearing this, yeah, it was last Saturday that showed up on Tuesday. Like it came so fucking fast. I've heard wedding dresses are taking like six, nine months to show up. How, how did you get it so quickly? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I bought it at Beholden. So it wasn't like, you know, I mean, I, I'm not a Rockefeller. I'm not buying a wedding dress at like some fancy place that, you know, is getting custom made for me. I mean, Beholden is just anthropology's wedding dresses. But like, I was not expecting two days. Like, I didn't pay for expedited shitting. My, my expedited shitting, LOL. Expedited. <laughs> I don't have to pay for that. I get that anyways. I have a prime membership to expedited shitting. <laughs> oh, girl. This podcast is free. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you fucking forget it. Anyways, whatever. The dress came and I put it on like right away. Like t- my fiance was out getting, grabbing lunch. And I was like, when are you coming home? And he was like, I don't know, like six minutes. And I'm like, eat your food there. I made him sit at a habit burger and eat food at a habit burger so I could try on my dress. Oh, <laughs> I love story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, Anyways, why are you trash? Okay. So, so I've, I've been flying, I've been traveling and every airline has a very strict to carry on item policy. You get a, your carry on and a personal item. And Erica, uh, I, I went third person on this one, somehow doesn't think the rules applies to her. Uh, which is crazy because you told us last week how that worked out for you. Oh, yeah. So I, I was flying American oh. and I had a backpack, a purse, and my roll-on carry-on. And I thought I'd get smart with it. And I put my jean jacket over my purse on top of my roll-on carry-on and then I have my backpack on and I'm like fucking smuggler extraordinaire Pablo Escobar (laughs) couldn't smuggle this this fast (laughs) so I scan my boarding pass and I make it past the flight attendants and somehow I don't I had a grip on it somehow my purse falls right in front of the gate and the flight attendant goes you're gonna need to step aside and make these two items i got uh, caught in front of everyone boarding and i was like uh, okay uh-huh, uh-huh and so i i have to shove my purse into my backpack and i'm i'm just mortified and then she goes 
I don't think that backpack's going to fit. We're going to have to check an item. And I was like, oh, it's going to fit. And so we had to do the, will it fit in the carry on slot? And it did, but she didn't want it to. And she made me do it a couple times. And then she was, okay, you can board. And oh like, my God. I, I just didn't feel the rules applied to me. It's the same weight on the plane. It doesn't matter. I'm not the FFA, FAA, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, I got caught big time. You big tried time. it. I tried, I took a big swing and I got caught. But I would like to pick a little, a bone with American Airlines. All right. If, if, if I can have this platform. You may. There was a hole in the roof of my plane. Squeeze me. There was a pin-sized hole above me. And I ding the little button and I said, excuse me, I'm so sorry. I, should I be concerned about that? And the flight attendant said, oh, no, no, it's fine. And I said, okay, understandable. A couple minutes later, water starts dripping on me. Erica. From the water. And, and I said, okay, am I crazy? And then the lady across from me was like, are you getting dripped on too? And I said, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So we, again, we, we have not taken off and I am like, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be a trouble passenger, but I ding again. And I was like, I'm so sorry to call you over, but there, uh, we are, we are being dripped on, uh, there is water, I believe dripping from this hole. And she is like, Oh no, it's just the, the air conditioning condensation. And I was like, I am not a scientist by any means, but I've never had water openly drip on me in a plane before (laughs) nope can't say that i have either (laughs) and i so i took a photo of the hole in the plane Mm. then we didn't have wi-fi and then there was a child behind me probably six years old who decided that she was going to enroll in karate and decided to kick the back of my seat for the entire flight and i her parent was sitting across from her in the aisle and I, after an hour, I just politely said, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Do you think you could, you know, it, it's really starting to bother. Could we, you know, ask I'm her to proud stop? of you. I'm not going to talk to a six-year-old. Like I'm not going to address someone else's child, but I will talk to the adult sure. in the room. And she just was like, oh, okay. And then didn't say shit. <gasps> And so it continued. And I was like, oh, American Airlines, you will hear from me. Well, that's not American's fault. Nope. But the water was. Man, you could be losing your fucking mind right now on Twitter and like getting a free ticket or some shit. Did you take pictures? I I took pictures. I will. uh, I'm taking to their customer service line. And I will get to the bottom of this. I will get at least a voucher for a cocktail on my next flight. You know, <laughs> why are you trash, Cassandra? I used to have an infi- uh, affinity for like inspiring groups of people to go on like one night only trips to Vegas. I've been successful at it a couple times. And so I think my first one that I did uh, was it was like 21. I was so cute. I had like fucking clip in extensions, whatever. And 
like had like the fucking craziest night where we were at a club and I had that experience where I was like, I don't think I'm getting drunk enough. And so mm. then I overcompensate and I get way too drunk. And so I ended up mm-hmm. going to the bathroom and throwing up like at a club mm-hmm. and coming out of the bathroom and just being like, well, no one's going to know I did that. That's not true. My friend who I was with, one of the friends I was with, she got kicked out of the club. And like, by that time, like all three of the rest of us were belligerent being like, where are you taking her? Like, as if she's going to like get thrown off the building or something. (laughs) She's in a trunk out in the desert. (laughs) They're like, they're going to escort her to the front. Like, it's fine. I'm like, he's fucking taking her. Take us with you, at least. It's going to make her dig her own hole out in the desert. <laughs> yeah. So then we finally, like, we're like, okay, well, we're going to leave. We're going to go find her at the front of the hotel, which, like, hotels when you're drunk, hotels when you're sober, impossible to fr- find the front door. They do that on purpose. It's impossible to find the front door. In searching for the front door, ugh, this is why Vegas is trash, but there's a, sp- a hotel called Link, the Link, yeah. I yes. think, mm-hmm. that used to be called the Oriental Palace. Uh-huh. So we were staying at the Oriental Palace, is what it was called at the time, and we can't find our friend. So we're like, well, she'll make it back. And... We walk into our hotel, which is now called The Link, and the other two people I was with both together throw up in a plant mm. just right mm. away, throwing mm-hmm. up in a plant. The one that we lost somehow had already made it back to the hotel, sees us at the bottom of the, what, like a tiny escalator, jumps into a full splits on the escalator. And basically falls down the escalator. Like, you're here. Fall down the escalator. <laughs> um, and um, and then we go back or we walk back and I don't I don't remember much else, but I I don't know. I think that there's something about my leadership skills <laughs> that brings out this in Vegas because this is not the only time that people who are responsible i mean we're all 21 but i don't know i guess that was just a vegas story but i didn't come off scotch free in that the next one i went on i threw out my knee uh trying to put my vagina on someone's head in the club so a friend okay Okay. i don't do well in vegas i don't know i've gone to a dark place it's the devil's playground (laughs) anyway Let's get into our stories. Before we do, we have a little bit of an update. Remember our bodybuilder who married his sex doll wife? You mean a man and his wife who makes you angry because she doesn't pay taxes? That's the one. Well, (laughs) um, he seems to have cheated on her. No. While she had, while he had her sent away for repairs after breaking right before Christmas. I think we all remember this. We talked about it. It was actually a sad story where she had to go off to get repaired. But man, the holidays, he couldn't keep it in his pants. I just, I, you know, 
if they're not, if their love's not real, I just don't know what, what the rest of us have. So he posted a video on Instagram of him touching a silver object with small ridges in his underwear. And then someone said, Hey, are you cheating in, on your wife? And he said, maybe I can't stand when he's, when she's in the hospital. He didn't even like cheat on his wife with a human. It was just another object. Yeah. Is he? (laughs) Again, it's really, it's a fine line. You don't want to kink shame, but like, is he okay? He don't know. And you know what else I don't know? I don't know how the victim's doing in our in our first story. Oh my god. Yeah. Send in uh, or from wave3.com, send in from Mike from the Multiverse of Badness, a comic book review podcast. Mike, formerly from the Whack Brackets podcast, a good, hey. you know, a good friend of ours, always been super supportive. You should check out Multiverse of Badness if you like comic books, good storytelling, and just overall funny people. A victim fakes heart attack to stop attempted robbery. Three people allegedly trying to rob a man at knife point took off when their victim pretended to have a heart attack. I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) On Monday, October 6th, a victim went home and he was confronted by two masked men and the men were wielding a knife and a blunt object and they demanded the victim empty his pockets. The victim suffered minor injuries during the incident, perhaps when he was falling down or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I just picture it like a, like in the Jeffersons where he's like, ah, come and take me. You know, when he would, would fake having a heart attack. Uh, no. Anyway. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I didn't watch the Jeffersons. Ooh, woo. Well, somebody's got some homework to do. <laughs> so Wallace, uh, the third robber, and the mugshot uh, featured in the article turned herself in and uh, she she turned herself in through a lawyer and was taken into custody and charged with complicity and robbery in the first degree. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. She felt so bad that she gave someone a heart attack and she couldn't handle it and was like, I got to turn myself in and make sure he's okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, getting robbed, fake a heart attack. That's what we learned here today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I I can't decide if it's good advice or not. <laughs> I think it's risky. <laughs> like, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like you might get robbed harder. <laughs> Again, this is not a, uh, an advice podcast. <laughs> That's really, me. really fucking true. <laughs> it might be the opposite of an advice podcast. Podcast. Oh my god. Uh, I will give you solid advice. I will stand behind this, and I will tell you not to huff deodorant, though. What do you? Where are you at with the natural deodorant versus regular deodorant? Uh, give me chemicals. I put them uh, everywhere. I put them. No, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't take the smell. I, I don't. It's fine. <laughs> I can't. I don't remember if I said it on this podcast or not. But like when I tried natural deodorant, I did not know how bad I could smell. I landed on my on my flight back 
to LA, I landed when my other flight was boarding. No. And I had to make it in the DFW airport from like terminal E all the way to terminal B. So I was running through the airport. It was like a movie. And I, you know, was like, excuse me. I had to take train, you know, they have trams and it was just a mess. And I, I finally, you know, haul butt around and I get to the corner and luckily my flight was delayed 10, 15 minutes. So I made it in time, but I, uh, you know, had perspired throughout the thing. And I asked my seatmate, I said, excuse me, would you mind turning on my air vent? I just had to run here from terminal E. Stop it. I said, I don't think you would like me to raise my arm. And he said, oh, of course I got you. You're fucking wild, Erica. (laughs) Were you in the middle? No, I was on the aisle. Girl, reach across with your other arm. Like, give the aisle the problem. But like, you could have could have crossed. I am am the aisle. He was the middle. And I said, could you, would you turn, would you take one for the team? But if like, you didn't have to raise the arm that was closest to him. You could have raised the arm that was on the aisle and like crossed over yourself to do it. That it was that, that sounds like a gymnastics routine that I was not a fold. I'm doing it right now as I'm explaining (laughs) it to you. It's really easy to reach over. Instead, you tell your seatmate, I fucking stank. Like, can you please turn on my air? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the story <laughs> from mysuncoast.com. Martin County woman charged with DUI after huffing deodorant. 31 year old Martin County woman is being charged. Um, when during a traffic stop, deputies noticed that 31-year-old Mar- Martin County woman got pulled over. And when they pulled her over, they realized that there was a strong scent of deodorant coming from her vehicle. And uh, they discovered a mound of empty right guard deodorant cans in her car. Oh, yeah. And so they were like, hmm, there's a strong smell of deodorant coming from her vehicle. And they inquired about the smell. And she was a little slow to explain. She just likes it. And she just liked it. And so after further investigation, she admitted to drinking alcohol earlier in the day and then huffing the deodorant while she was driving her vehicle. That's not good. No, you can't be doing that. You think she was like huffing the aerosol? Uh, I think so. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I like how it smells. Oh, I like how it smells. I don't believe that. Uh, It's real. It's real. I'd love to segue to our next story about a real hero. A hundred percent. So from MSN.com, a Kentucky man sues employer for throwing him a birthday party. And now the employer owes him $450,000. God bless the United States of America. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what happened is uh, a man uh, was fired after a birthday party was through for him in August. He had told the employee, his employer, he told the office manager that the birthday parties trigger his anxiety disorder and that being the center of attention will cause him to have a panic attack. 
and he asked the office manager days before his birthday in August to not arrange a birthday celebration as they did for other employees. Well, wouldn't you know, come August 7th on his birthday, the office arranged for a lunchtime birthday party in the lunchroom. So he left. He was like, gotta go, having an anxiety attack. And he went and spent his lunch break in his car. And he texted his manager and he was like, why the fuck did you throw me a party when I didn't want a party? And he said he was confronted and criticized by the office manager about his reaction to the party. He said that meeting then triggered another panic attack and the employee asked the manager to stop according to the lawsuit. So he got sent home for the next two days. And then that weekend he was notified that he was fired because of the events of the previous week. I mean, there you go. Like you can't fire someone for getting a panic attack if you throw them a birthday party that they didn't fucking want. Yeah. You can't bully someone into a celebration in the office. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that vibe either. It obviously I don't have like that kind of disorder where it gives me a panic attack, but I mean, <laughs> on a small scale, I'm like, yeah, like I don't I don't like that birthday party either. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so uh, a chalk one up to, to workers' rights. You love to see it. You know what else you love to see? Ooh, ooh, government officials messing up on social media. Big time. So uh, from the comeback.com, Quebec's health ministry linked a Pornhub video instead of a COVID-19 or instead of COVID-19 numbers. Didn't fix it for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Over the years, we've seen quite a lot of discussion of media members accidentally tweeted porn links. We've also seen numerous hacks of accounts leading to porn tweets and hacks of public displays and team accounts tweeting porn thanks to ownership changes at the sites that used to host their videos. But a fun new development here is a provincial government COVID-19 data update linking to a porn video. Oh, (laughs) boy. Yeah, so they got some extra traffic on Thursday morning due to the inappropriate content. And they said, uh, due to a situation beyond our control, a link with inappropriate content was posted to to our Twitter account. We're looking for the causes. Mm, Well... Where do we look first? <laughs> Who runs your social media? <laughs> and uh, have they ever mentioned anything around the office about big naturals? <laughs> now, I'm going to take it a different direction. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that people have checked out to the dangers of COVID and have just are like, I'm, I'm tuning it out. I'm blind to it. And that this was an intentional error to drive people to the numbers. Hey. And that they said, oh, we'll get their attention. They'll be checking our tweets consistently moving forward. And they will, <laughs> we'll put a Pornhub fetish video where we should be putting the COVID-19 <laughs> portal. And now our, our Twitter will be monitored very closely. And then we can put accurate information about, about COVID moving forward was it specifically a fetish video yes interesting (laughs) adds a little spice to it (laughs) i mean i like i i'm hearing what you're saying you know i'm picking up what you're putting down and uh 
you know, this is Quebec. We're not full of prude Americans. You know, they've got sex on TV. I actually don't know that about Quebec. I just know that about certain parts of Europe and Quebec is definitely in Canada. But because, you know, like I, I, you don't want to shove that kind of stuff in the faces of like kids or something like that. But if it's like, if, it, if sex is cool in that country, then you might be right, babes. Because 40 not- minutes... 40 minutes to not catch it. That's. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never understood. And I hope I don't eat my words someday, but I never understood how like people accidentally do shit like that. I mean, as a former social media manager, mm-hmm. I have definitely, you know, mistimed messages or tweeted the, the wrong link in a complex <laughs> scheduling system. But, you know, you catch it, you take it down and then you post the right link but you do that within two minutes yeah 40 minutes of leaving you know clown spanking (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the video was but (laughs) 40 minutes i don't think that anything would alert me to the dangers more of covid more than clown spanking (laughs) just i mean that's also that speaks to government inefficiency if it took 40 minutes to take it down because somebody they were probably alerted within a minute but then they had to get four levels of approval to delete the tweet and then somebody was like oh you got to do a form 37 and go get approval from linda and then linda had to get four thirds of a vote to to get it done (laughs) i don't know it's just that's funny Oh my goodness. Uh, now, Cassandra, you are famously betrothed and getting married. Do not tie me into the story. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. Just- it is simply a coincidence that I happen to be getting married soon. And so I- is the subject of this. <laughs> I I- just- I'm just curious how, how many, you know, uh, bridesmaid best men would you be having two two on two on either side i love love to see it love to see it uh our next (laughs) story from the new york post.com is i'm getting married to my first cousin and he has 73 best men you got two layers of weird things happening here Uh uh-huh is it kink shaming to be like, I wouldn't marry your first cousin? Is that kink shaming? Or is that like just taking a stance against, you know, not marrying your first cousin? Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Uh, I, I think it has to be at least second cousins before something doesn't go wrong. I thought it was third cousins. No, shows what I know, but yeah, it's it's not first cousins. That's for damn sure. I'm just saying, look at the royals and see uh, <laughs> how close their eyes are to each other, and then come talk to me about fucking your cousin. Their eyes get a little closer, the teeth get a little bigger. It, it, <laughs> so eh, whatever. Uh, so. <laughs> So an Irish cousin has revealed that she is marrying her cousin, her first cousin, and they have no less than 40 than 73 best men to witness the union. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to name our subject, but she's 18. 
Yeah. And she lives in Rathkelly and she is marrying in a ceremony that the whole town is invited to. Traditionally, traveler families from the town spend 10 months of the year traveling before returning in December for wedding season when there can be up to 10 ceremonies in a week, which like what? So I used to watch a show. I'm not going to uh, name it. Be- uh, the, the name of the show, it, it involves a slur and we kind of evolved out of it, but the, it, it focused on basically traveler weddings. And what and is the, it? The subculture. What is a traveler wedding? Oh, okay. So, um, so, uh, essentially it's a subculture. So, uh, how do I explain this? So basically they are, they're also known as, uh, pavies or the men sailor. Oh my God, please forgive me. Uh, men sailors. Um, they are essentially a predominantly English speaking, but some speak uh, a mixed English Irish origin language and mm-hmm. they are incorrectly sometimes referred to the g-slur that i'm not going to get into they're not genetically related to the romani uh, which is another origin of of the the g-slur but they will frequently intermarry with the romani in england and so basically they 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 live a lot in the united kingdom and in ireland uh, and some in the united states um which is kind of where the families that i used to follow on a reality show live and uh, essentially they uh, origins will get past this i'm trying to find a, a way to describe what's up now so uh, they because are, of like this problem yeah. with like because it's like not cool to yeah i'm trying to avoid using like a certain terminology but in a big way uh, they often grow up outside of the the traditional like school education system. They that a lot of times the brides get married somewhat young. They they leave education systems at thirteen. They will um, work and and travel like they will. Some of them you know engage in you know work for where they will take their homes and and move them you know for their work. Like uh, some of them engage in like building. Um, like driveways or roofing or or things where they can go from town to town to do something so they can make like a lot of money but it is in a, a travel capacity so that's they, why they're called travelers yeah okay yes. and so that's, then they all get married in december uh, yes it, it, they they kind of um they yeah they come back a lot of times in in december and so you know there's a whole history of you know, doing things like bare knuckle boxing and, you know, there's like amateur and professional boxing. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. There's like a lot of health concerns. Um, their general, their, their poor health than the general population of Ireland, just because like they don't operate within the, the, the conventional systems of, you know, it feels like, it feels like Amish, if you remove the religion. Yeah. And I mean, they are still religion, but they, they are of this world and like, they have cell phones, they, you know, they they have TVs and, and, you know, they're, they're, they're in, you know, this, but they definitely are closed uh, culture in a lot of ways. So, um, you know, they might live as like cohabitors without religious or civil ceremonies and then they do get married in the eyes of the law a lot of times too but you know it's it's kind of safeguards the girl's interest of of 
securing a man who, who won't mistreat her and, and securing families together. But it, you know, there's a lot of discrimination and prejudices against, uh, you know, travelers just in every uh, region. And just, uh, this is specifically like the, the English Irish denomination of, of traveler. This isn't the Roman, the Roman eye, like that's a whole different kind of um, identity and, and discrimination history and things like that. But they are kind of recognized as their own ethnic group within Ireland. So like they're, they're like essentially like a white ethnic group. Oh my and God. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's kind of, it's really interesting. And they, there's like documentaries that kind of, you know, talk about them, but it's, it's, it's really interesting. And yeah, they, they, they will travel and, you know, do, do regional work. And then, you know, the women are very traditional in the sense of like, we'll take care of the home and we'll raise the children. And then men do this. And, and like the gender norms are very like somewhat defined in these cultures and, and kind of set in a lot of ways. So it's not so, weird that someone has 73 groomsmen. Is that what you're trying to tell me? That their families might be pretty large in that sense. And so what this is doing is basically trying to keep the, the, like the union and the money in one, one family is what this is kind of doing between these two. They don't really care about the bloodline. They care about the money. Uh, I think it's a mix of the two. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It is kind of like Royals. Yeah. 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 And, and like a lot of times they might wear like really extravagant dresses for their wedding, 20,000 crystal. Like this particular bride wore a dress made by, uh, you know, this one particular dressmaker who, who had 20, she had 20,000 crystals on her dress. We'll show you know, photos of it. There's an American dressmaker that's like quite famous for her involvement in the American traveler um, community. But this is kind of the the Irish version of this, but it's really a unique subculture. And uh, it's very interesting to me. Wow. Yeah. She looks young. Okay. Yeah. She's a baby. She's a baby, but she only had seven bridesmaids. <sighs> yeah. Okay. And her, oh, and her cake was a Barbie cake. All right. Now it's making me sad. We need to go to Florida. Yeah, we got to get, we got to get to Florida. Google the travelers. It's a whole thing. It really is. Yeah, I'm sorry to make you have to dance around that nut, but you did a good job without making it offensive. Tried my best, but yeah, it really is a, a really interesting culture. And yeah, I think people should know more about it, but yeah, anyway. Uh, and there's some exploitative documentaries, like, uh, documentary shows, like the the reality show that this wedding was featured on. And there's an American version, very exploitative, bad versions of these, but also like the, there are informative documentaries about these cultures. So anyway, moving on to Florida. Let's go. A naked Florida man starts house fire while baking cookies on a George Foreman grill. Now, how are you going to fight? fat and grease if you're baking cookies on it now how do you how do you make i don't cookies bake i don't grill okay now hold on there erica okay (laughs) i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure Uh uh-huh of two things Uh uh-huh you can grill cookies if you like put it in a cast iron, like mm-hmm. a skillet, I think. Like a bazooki? 
a, a pizuki, like a pizuki, but that's still a bake. Yeah, so you basically turn your grill into an oven because you know you close the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you you can do it. Mm-hmm. George Foreman grills do uh, they do close. <laughs> so so anyway, the the police responded to a fire call. So when firefighters got to the home around five thirty p.m., all they could see was smoke coming from the inside. A naked man opened the front door, said. I'm sorry, and closed the door. <laughs> By the way, I just Googled up what a George Foreman grill looked like because I remember having one growing up when they first came out. This shit is basically a panini press. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this was this was selling panini presses to men. <laughs> yeah, or to anyone who just would watch the infomercial and was like, I do want a grill that will squeeze the grease out of my food to fight fat, to take a take a punch at fat or whatever. Um, lean, mean, fat reducing grilling machine. That's what it was called. Gosh, he couldn't have he couldn't have put clothes on though before the before the police got there. Well, the thing is, that he he used his towels. <laughs> so oh, no. so the, he opened the door again, <laughs> left it open, and went back inside the house. So with the, he had no idea the danger that he was in, or he didn't show signs that he knew. So several things were on fire inside the home, including some towels. So the towel he probably had wrapped around his waist, he used to put out, try to put out the fire. (laughs) I mean, what? Is a man not supposed to have his post-shower cookie? So the the, the George Foreman grill caught on fire. And so he was like, well, shit, I better throw a towel on it. And then that caught on fire. It's important to state that he did admit later to drinking two liters of vodka and smoking marijuana starting about 9 a.m. that morning. Two liters of vodka. That's that's one and a half too many. (laughs) Two (laughs) liters of vodka. I mean, fuck. I'm surprised he had the wherewithal to call the fire department in the first place. Well, at least it wasn't meth. Okay, so when you told your story earlier about how your your purse fell down, (laughs) I thought of this next story. Oh, God. Um, From KSN.com, a man hands officers meth instead of registration at a traffic stop. Oopsies, I must keep them both in the glove department. (laughs) Womp womp. (laughs) Two men have been charged after officers inadvertently found drugs during a traffic stop in West Virginia. Like, he literally was like, hey, uh, we pulled you over because your right blinker's out. Can we just get your license and registration? I have my license and here's a small baggie. Oh, wait, eek. (laughs) A couple pieces of crystal-like substance fell out when he handed over his registration. And damn it, the canine unit came over to the vehicle and it resulted in a positive indication of drugs. 21 years old. He had a 
oh, excuse me, 57 year old man was who was driving. He had four grams of meth and his passenger who was 21 had 220 grams of meth. Meth makes strange bedfellows out of us all. (laughs) Doesn't it though? Like (laughs) my goodness, how better to bridge a (laughs) 20, excuse me, 36 year old age gap than with a common appreciation of meth maybe this is how we get the elderly connected with the you know this is how we get the elderly to not be lonely and and to connect the youth (laughs) you know this this is really gap you know bridging that gap can you imagine as millennials if the boomers who hate us and who we don't care for either and then gen z who don't like us and who we don't care for either decided together to start just doing meth. <laughs> like as if we haven't been through enough. They, they would become like super gorillas and just attack us. <laughs> We've been through two recessions, nine 11, a pandemic, probably some other shit that I'm forgetting at this point. And then all of a sudden the, the, generations that we're sandwiched between yes i know there's fucking gen x too but they don't even remember they exist but like just the boomers and gen zers just on crystal fucking meth everyone (laughs) all of them oh that would be fucking crazy (laughs) it might help the housing market though it's true (laughs) <laughs> oh my god what a great transition hey! Wait, are you are you ready though i'm ready it's time for the dumpster fire of the week oh my god according to insider.com a virginia home listed for eight hundred thousand that comes with a stranger living in the basement has multiple offers including one over asking price so we a five bedroom four bathroom house in virginia nice colonial home and sure enough on that zillow listing it said btw if you buy this house you're pretty much saying that you're cool with gary downstairs (laughs) at least one person living in the basement (laughs) also you cannot view the basement yeah (laughs) you're trying to tell me that it's people down there or is it ghosts i is it is it bigfoot (laughs) no wow no no erica i'm just saying (laughs) you (laughs) here i am i'm thinking that i'm just off my rocker bringing out time travelers every week i forgot that you believe in bigfoot I completely forgot. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I saw a housing listing in uh, Burbank that was very similar to this. $900,000 for like a two-bedroom, two-bath house in Burbank. And no pictures of the inside. And it basically was like, there was an accidental death in the house in 2019. And there have been squatters living there since the current owners have been in litigation like trying to kick them out there's been police action so if basically by buying this house you're taking this on close to studios 
walking distance to like coffee shops, like just like the most horrific shit. And then it's like great location, yeah, <laughs> close to a Whole Foods, uh, yeah, good school district, uh, very, yeah. You will have to bare knuckle fight the grifters that have been living in this home, but like, <laughs> I hope you have access to bees to get them out or something. I don't know because the cops aren't working. It's the Thunderdome. One man enters, one man leaves. So it's going to be fine. (laughs) So within a week, the home was off the market. They received five offers and the, uh, it was under contract for an amount that's a bit above the asking price. The listing said cash offers only no access to see the lower level. Home sold as is only with acknowledgement that the home will convey with a person's living in the lower level with no lease in place. I can't believe it. I mean, it apparently also like, it's not even like it was kind of valued higher than it was worth in the first place. I read an Los Angeles time article that talked about a home in South Pasadena that was listed for 1.2 million. Uh huh. Guess how much it went for? Two point six. Two point five million dollars. <laughs> I, I was going as high as I could think. I was like sick reading that. Sick. Yeah. yeah. It's it's wild out there. If all the boomers got on meth, they would perhaps be able to stop buying our starter homes with cash, and then they would also sell their houses that they're sitting on for less than they're currently worth right now. We won't do much about the real estate developers who are also uh, ruining the market, but it's a start. Yeah. The, the listings photos appear to be unstaged, showing empty bottles and cans in the kitchen, a broken plant pot on the deck, exterior siding covered in a green mold, clothes and stained towels in the bathroom. The listing gained attention after Zillow Gone Wild, a popular social media account that highlights unique properties listed on real estate site, shared it on Tuesday. That's the biggest fuck you about all of this kind of shit. Like, this is obviously insane, right? But like, if you ever just casually look on Zillow, which I know you do because we all do, people don't even stage their houses anymore. There, People will ask you with a straight face, give me $1.1 million for my house yes, there's human shit on the ground. (laughs) And yes, a meteor crashed through the pool and my bedroom. Mm -hmm. So you're going to buy it? Uh, 1.1 million. It'll soon be the scene of a crime. And you're like, wait, what? And you're like, oh, no, I'm going to kill my husband in two couple days. And you're like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) As soon as we close, (laughs) I'm going to murder him on this carpet. Yes. Yes, you're like, wait, wait, what? What? I'm almost, I feel like I definitely saw like a house in Echo Park going for 700,000 that straight up, like, like it looked like it blew up. Like, <laughs> yeah. full blown had been through a fire. You're, <laughs> yeah. Like, when you walk into a house and go, it has good bones, it had no bones. <laughs> it, it had grass. <laughs> it didn't even have grass. They lost it in the fire. something's got to give something has got to give shit sucks yeah you got a two-liner for me or what Uh, 
do. I do. Yeah, headline. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Headline. Headline. Okay. Okay. Go for it. All right. This week, a large alligator found in the bedroom of a newly built Florida home. He was having troubles. You could call it reptile dysfunction. <laughs> That's from MiamiHerald.com. That's a good one, Erica. Because, you know, erectile, you know, the, the peanut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. They get it. They get it. They get it. Okay. From Facebook, Anchorage, Alaska announced their new Easter people mover. Move over the Easter bunny. It's for the Easter bussy. And they were surprised when they learned that bussy, or as the gay community calls it, pussy, is slang for butt pussy. <laughs> Says the committee behind the anger bu- the Easter bussy. Well, what are they going to do next? Come after our Mother's Day running train or <laughs> our 4th of July poppers? <laughs> it was long-winded, but I got there. It got there, yeah. It's it okay. <laughs> like a lot to explain. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's the only one I have, though. <laughs> right, from, from BBC.com. Canada's top court imposed a $7.3 million fine on a man for the theft of 3,000 tons of maple syrup. He tried to butter up the judge, but he's in a sticky situation. I'm um, sorry. Do you write for one of these websites? It's, it's yeah. I mean, that was an adorable little two-liner. Put, put me in, coach. Put they me would in, kick coach. you right out of SNL, but you have a home with Jay Leno. <laughs> No, SNL, please don't ever listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. Uh, he tried to butter him up, but he was in a sticky situation. <laughs> Jay Leno was bad. <laughs> what are you hoarding, Erica? All right. <laughs> I am hoarding a documentary, a 1968 documentary called The Queen. And it, it features a drag queen pageant it follows some contestants and the organizers of a a drag queen pageant and this was you know filmed you know year before stonewall even and it it, you know follows these contestants and they had to you know come into the the the, they had to you know come into the hotel in in suits and they, they couldn't be themselves and you know this they had to really call around and get you know acceptance and call into these ballrooms to throw these pageants and, and the difficulty there. So it, it focuses on the organizer of these pageant and, and the contestants themselves and just kind of listening to them talk amongst themselves and, and the difficulties of being, you know, a drag queen of being a homosexual in, in the sixties and all these things. But uh, the, the, it's a pretty short documentary, but it, it's just really interesting and insightful. But the cool thing about it is the ending and, and, and what, is spun from the ending. So um, basically what happens is I'm going to spoil a little bit, but spoilers alert. Uh, Crystal LaBeja does not win the pageant and she should have. And she, she was a black queen and a, a fairly new drag queen to the scene, like a white blonde queen one. And, Crystal stormed off the stage 
and the camera crew kind of followed her and was like, you know, talk to us what's going on. And from this, like the, you know, the discrimination that she felt in the community and, you know, people telling her to whiten up her features and all of this kind of came to a head. And she just goes on this like incredible read and rant. And, and from this, her and, and, you know, the, the, the house of Labasia is essentially founded because of this. Wow. And they said, fuck it. We'll start our own scene. And they threw their own pageants and like all of ballroom was founded essentially because of this. Wow. And they're like, we'll make our own communities where our own people can be celebrated and, and accepted. And we don't have to like compete in this rig system. We're never going to be tell somebody that they have to, you know, hide their color, that they have to hide their features and, you know, was a mother to so many queer kids and, and, and gave, you know, the system and this houses and, and all this, you know, entity that, that, you know, the ballroom scene and drag owes everything to, to this day and in a big way. And, you know, it kind of, it came from this pageant. Wow. Fucking her over in a big way. Okay. So what's it called and what's it on? I thought you can watch it on Netflix. It's called the queen 1968. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And just interesting to hear the contestants talk amongst themselves about like, you know, I, I tried to go to the army and, and enroll and, you know, they told me no, you know, because I, because they, they just knew I was a homosexual and, and, you know, I tried to serve my country and, you know, it's just like the, the, the things that they faced in those times and how things are different, but still not easy and not better in some ways, you know, it's just really interesting. Yeah. I, I would recommend, even if you're not super into, you know, the ballroom scene or drag or anything, it's just really interesting to hear about the times before. I would yeah. recommend it. Yeah. Cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. What are you hoarding? Okay. So I never watched it before. I don't, I, I probably, cause it wasn't like, I didn't have access to it without commercials <laughs> until recently. And it's, this is controversial, I guess, to hoard this specifically, but I'm, I'm hoarding season 12 of Drag Race. And yes, yes this is Sherry Pie season. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think you touched on a couple weeks ago and I didn't know anything about it, but now I learned all about it and I'm not going to waste time with it, with it, you know, because just learned about it. I don't want to give them stage time, but holy shit. Like besides fucking Sherry Pie, which I do think that they do a really good job of editing, editing her out. Cause I don't, I barely know her, Yeah, but they're just good. Like it's not like my favorite season of drag race, like personality wise, but like everyone is so good. So it's been a really fun season to watch because I had to take a break from drag race because I was going a little nuts. And so, you know, in preparation to go to drag con, you know, a month or so less than a month, I'm like, I got to catch up and learn these, meet these new Queens. And I've just blown through season 12. It's fucking awesome. Is now this is, is this Jada Essent Hall, Crystal Method, Gigi Good, yes. Heidi, Heidi. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great a season. season. Yeah. So such a great season. Yeah. What are you throwing out? Okay. I, I know it. I keep taking it to the place of social media, but I'm throwing out the social media account. No white saviors. They did a really cool thing for a while, which was 
calling out missionaries and colonizers in faces that, you know, that, that came in, they exposed people that were taking up space in, you know, in Africa and in different communities. And, you know, we're having this white savior, you know, attitude and environment that they were doing. And they, they did some really cool things. And it was a, it was founded by a, a black woman and, and a white woman. And, you know, I, I started following around, there were like four or 5,000 people. Now they're up to like 900,000 followers. However, as of a couple days, the white co-founder, Kelsey Nielsen, I'll name her, is trying to get the black co-founder from Africa to resign. Oh. And is forcing her out, has locked her out of the Instagram account and is making like disparaging remarks and is trying to essentially get her out of the accounts completely for this something she built and is you know truly like the voice behind so like for something calling out white violence to be taken over by a white woman and to take over it really is disgusting and pissing me off and so um, we're just really calling for accountability from no white saviors. That's the Instagram, all one word, no white saviors. You know, she, they've raised money. We don't know where some of that money's gone and like what's accounted for. And there's just a lot of questions. And if you, you know, want to go to their, you know, their, their Instagram and ask like, Hey, why are you locking Olivia out? What, you know, what's the story? Like what's going on? You know, uh, I think, you know, if we continue to put pressure there, there could be an answer and a resolution, but it, it really is not good. So no white saviors get, the, get out. No. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I am on social media too much. What are you yeah, throwing I mean, You're out? right there. You're like the comments. I'm, I can see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you throwing out? I don't know specifically like what I'm, what I'm going for here. I'm just pissed off. Okay. I, I needed, like, I wanted to buy myself some shapewear for when I went dress shopping and I bought two different pieces of shapewear. I only intended to buy one, Mm -hmm. but it didn't fit. It was like too big. Mm-hmm. you know so it wasn't doing what i needed to do and then i bought another one and it was like this fit was better but there was like cheap boning in it so it like hurt mm-hmm. and it's like i think i just feel frustrated because it's like where do you go to try on shapewear or do i have to just keep buying shit from amazon that who the fuck knows if it's any good, you know, I don't know. I think I'm like, I'm, I'm not throwing out shapewear as a concept. I'm just throwing out like how difficult it is to find good shapewear because there's so many like cheap, shitty dupes there that don't do anything. Yeah. And you have to get through them or like, you know, you can go to a name brand, you can go to Spanx or something like that, but it's expensive and that's right. fine at this point. I just want something to work. And then, oh, you, you just sent me shapewear. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, or like, do you just like trust the name brand and go like, okay, whatever. I'm going to try Kim Kardashian's brand. Like it, it's Erica, it's, I've had this problem with sports bras and just regular bras before too, where it's like, 
there's so many products on the market and so many of them don't work and are like cheaply made and are kind of like, I don't want to use the word predatory, but like the Mm -hmm. first things that come up in your Amazon feed and like they paid TikTokers a lot of money to show it off, even though it doesn't work. And then all of a sudden you're like, why have I heard of this company? Like Shaper Mint and all this kind of bullshit. Uh And it's like, I, I just want something that works. Yeah. I'll send you the best sports bra recommendation afterwards. Thank you. I actually bought a sports bra from Peloton and it's great, but I do want to know what you have to suggest. And then thank you for sending me this shapewear website. Are you, do you, have you tried any of these? No, this was just a, an article that I, (laughs) well, okay. As if I haven't done this, as if I don't know how to use Google, is that what you're fucking saying to me? No. <laughs> you're saying, oh, why is this bitch complaining? Just Google best shapewear. Like, yeah, it just it was just a recent article that came up. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I see that error of my ways. <laughs> That's funny. Like, looking at this though, it's Spanx one. It's like this is a, almost two hundred dollars. Like, I don't, 200 fucking dollars? Yeah. What if it doesn't work? Yeah. I don't have all day to just keep blowing money on different shapewear, trying on, sending it back, trying it on, sending it back, trying. Like, is there a shapewear store? Maybe you start one. Cut the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is our podcast. <laughs> billion dollar idea the shapewear store yeah do you know how to make shapewear no but we get a manufacturer we work with somebody we go to uh you know bali and get a manufacturer and it's like a whole thing oh my god fun yeah yeah i've been watching making the cut and i've been learning how these people you know where they just yeah yeah I, i got us yeah all right that's what we do yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah i mean these people are selling shapewear for like 200 bucks a pop so yeah if we charge 198 undercut the competition i mean allegedly kim's brand is good we don't have to talk about this i'm just pissed off yeah. and i'll never fucking yeah. get over it uh yeah yeah well where where can the people find you <sighs> Um, my Instagram is private. So if you want to follow me at Cass Cardenas, please message me and tell me that you're a listener. Otherwise I'm not going to accept you. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of in that headspace right now. I don't want to accept. I mean, who knows? Like, what if you're my boss with a Finsta? What if you are? Yeah. So anyways, you can also find me, uh, at Cass Cardenas on the twitters um i very seldomly tweet i believe my last tweet had to do with uh thinking that harry styles was a hot potato Mm -hmm. where do they find you you can find me at iconic erica curry on instagram or at gilly gal on twitter great and you can find this podcast at trashy trashy pod on the instagram and the twitter we have new content all the time going up on that Instagram. You can also find us on TikTok, although we haven't posted anything yet. It's, you know, it's worth checking us out. 
we're at Trashy Trashy Pod on the TikTok, but you could get in on the ground floor of a TikTok. Ding dong. You know ground floor. Ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. You can email us your trash at trashy trashy podcast at gmail, or you can visit us uh, visit us at trashy trashy podcast.com and tell us why you're trash or submit a story. And we just love you so much, baby trash cans. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye.